Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Americano, so very excited about that. Um, Regime's drinking hot coffee. I'm going to let him explain it again because I think it's actually very <laughs> interesting. But a lot to get to today. Uh, Phoenix Suns commanding 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals. I don't have cable at my house. I have no ability to watch TV whatsoever currently. I need advice about it. Uh, but that's also led me to watching the NFL's top 100 players of all time. I've been devouring this thing. I have so many thoughts, and I want to share some with Rajim and uh, maybe have a conversation about that. The big news of the week. Caden Hewitt, he's the uh, six foot four, two hundred five pound quarterback out of Helena, Montana. Helena High product. He's a senior to be. Why they consider the best prospect in the state of Montana? He committed to the Montana Grizzlies yesterday. I caught up with Caden this morning, so we'll share that interview with you. I don't know. We haven't really touched on this, but Rajin played for the semi-pro teams that were in, here in Missoula. First the Raptors, then the Phoenix for pretty much the duration of the time, right? Yeah, played uh, semi-pro football. That is. Yes, played. 12 years of it? Wow. 12 years and my legs are still attached and my neck still works. Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great story. But sad news from over the weekend. Very. Willie Beeman, who was uh, 
A, a larger-than-life character, funny guy, really fun to be around. I didn't know him well. I only interviewed him a couple times for some stories and also just saw him around the, the sporting community because he was always around. But Rajim knew him well, and he passed away over the weekend uh, at the age of 64. So we'll have some thoughts about Willie Beeman and also a discussion about semi-pro football. Is it sustainable? It was for a while in Missoula. Could it be coming back? I don't know. I have a lot of things to ask Rajim about. I'm also going to have a pretty open-ended question to start up hour number two. I got a lot of different talking points I want to get to with Rajim. And then, of course, we're going to continue to talk NBA Finals as well and send you off into your weekend with all sorts of different pertinent conversations. What's up, dude? How you living? Living well, man. It's Friday. It isn't like triple digits. <clears throat> it's almost comfortable outside. It's almost comfortable. Um, it, the sun is out. I have air in my lungs, and I'm across the table from you on a Friday again, so I'm, I'm in a good space, brother. Thank you. Gotta love it. I'm drinking my iced Americano from the Florence Coffee Company. No matter where you're at in Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. Rajim's drinking his hot coffee. He thinks this is uh, the, the, the antidote to the heat. When it does actually make sense when you explain it. So when it's hot outside, right, you look at people from the Middle East, Northern Africa, they drink hot beverages. You raise your core... All the time. All the time. Doesn't matter the time of year. If you raise your core temperature and you become hotter than the ambient temperature around you, you cool off. So I drink hot coffee all day and then I'm like, my body temperature raises up and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm warmer than the outside air. I go outside then I'm cooling down. No matter where you're at in Missoula, it's Friday. You can stay up late. Go get yourself a Florence Coffee Company. There's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you. Try that Huckleberry Smoothie, too. I got one of those for Lizzie, our uh, office manager here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, the other day. It's got protein in it, fresh huckleberries. It's money, man. Really good. The, really Lotus, drink, the Lotus drink is on oh, point, buddy. too. I would say this, though, and, and it, you make your own decisions. You're everybody out there. You, you know, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want, but... I would highly suggest not drinking a Lotus after 5 o'clock because those things whoo, the p- send you to the moon. They take Tommy to the moon, and Tommy drinks more Dude, coffee than anybody I know. I And I, I'm probably the, the, the second most yeah. coffee consumer next to Tommy. I drink one Lotus. The problem with Lotus is it's so good and it's cold, I wind up pounding it. Right. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> kamikaze pilot going off. Let's go. I need some life advice. I haven't actually talked about... Uh, anything about my life in a long time, but uh, I'm in a living transition. I've had a roommate for a while. Yes, you have. No, I don't. Uh, he bought a house with his beautiful girlfriend. Congratulations to him. But here nor there. So I got my own now uh, bachelor pad all to myself. What up? I have been living with people by and large because of work purposes for a long time. I lived with several guys that worked for me at Skyline Sports because it's just an easier way to mitigate costs and, and you know, both live cheap. And I could take care of them by, you know, buying food and stuff like that if I'm not paying them, you know, crazy amount of money. So I haven't lived by myself in... Since like, Bozeman? By eight or nine years. Because even in Bozeman, I lived with my brother and his, and his wife. And then all, and then when they started having kids. So family, you know, it's different. Family's lived, different. Because yeah, I lived with my brother my whole life. So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. totally cool. But still, I just haven't, I haven't lived by myself. So... Feeling free? I was feeling free, but my roommate, he had to move out uh, over the weekend, and I was at the lake all weekend. So then I got home. Yep. And I have no air conditioning unit. Sweat. No TV, no internet, nothing. Disconnected. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Some of that is beautiful. I've been just sitting in my basement. from the Matrix. That's right. I've been sitting in my basement just reading my books, which has been great. Yes, books still do exist, folks. (laughs) But I have questions. Proceed, brother. My roommate... He's a master of IT, so our our technological setup was with it, which had literally nothing to do with me. I just gave money to pay the 
streaming fees or whatever, but was perfect. It was second to none, right? We had like a we have like a hundred and eight inch TV that's like this thin and just the most ridiculous 4K HD, whatever the best in the world. The is. whole shebang of surround bang. sound, like every stream, Blu-rays, whatever. I I have no, zero capacity to be able to reset anything like that up. Right. So I'm trying to seriously simplify. So first and foremost, tell me what I need for my sports entertainment life. Because everybody now is into all this cable cutting and all this stuff and all the streaming stuff. And I think it's all great. I just don't really know. I just feel like I need to get internet and uh, TV and just get whatever I can watch the NFL, the NBA on then. That's all I need. That's, buddy, I I don't have cable. I, I stream everything. Like, yeah. I, ESPN. I got my ESPN Bing, Plus. And then ESPN, ESPN Plus. I got my HBO Max. Yeah, get your Disney Plus, get your Netflix, get your Hulu. Um, my big, How do you watch sports, though? Hulu? I Or, no, dude, I, I actually last... I watched the finals on YouTube the other night. Oh, really? Yeah, it was on YouTube and it was on ABC. Right. So just so get some rabbit ears. Yeah, right. get some rabbit ears and lo, you know sync up locally. Okay, interesting. Yeah. What else do I need for my? What are, what are my essentials for my for my bachelor pad? A, a good couch. You need a good couch. Okay. You okay. need a good chair. And I'm assuming if you're reading, I do have a good chair. I okay. got a good chair. That's okay. a good thing. Lighting is essential. Like I, I gentlemen. Lighting is essential. Lighting creates mood. It creates atmosphere. Mm. Changes energy. For Good sure. lighting. Straight up. And then, honestly... That's advice. Roger Seabrook's a wise man. I try to be, man. I try, I try to... Are you wearing candles, guy? I am a candles See, guy. Me too. I like that for my lighting. I like, can, I like love candles. Love incense mm, as me well. Too. Me too. And I'm a big scentsy guy, too. Mm. I love... Yeah, I love... See, I, I'm not into the scentsies as much. I don't know why. They seem too artificial for me or something. I like them because they're long, sustaining smells. Like, okay. I can leave it on, and if I left the house, I'm not sitting there being like, oh, man, I hope that candle won't burn. Yeah, that, that is a concern, too. Nuana's yeah. now 1029 ESPN Missoula, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. If you're watching on SWX Montana TV, you can see we got these new mic stands. Fancy. Sweet. Super fancy. Uh, I'm also looking at myself on TV, and that reminded me I got a haircut today. Compass Barbershop, best place in town you can go to. My main man, Tommy, he's going to have to dip out early because he's got a haircut this evening before they close because he's got a remote broadcast tomorrow. So if you're out and about tomorrow, which I know everybody's going to be, Hi, this summer, beautiful Saturday. If you're walking on the Greater Milwaukee Trail, you're probably going to run into our Miles of Music, which is presented by MAM, which is the second iteration of this. There'll be live acts up and down the Milwaukee Trail. I think half a dozen, maybe even eight acts. But Tommy will be on the trail live from 2 until 5 p.m., 103.3 FM, and uh, he'll be letting you in on all the action. So, super cool. Tommy's Tommy's everywhere, man. That's Tommy. a good young young blood over there That's on the right. other side of the window. Good good guy. That's all to say that Tommy's got to jet out because he's got to get a haircut too. But if you need a haircut, head on down to Compass Barbershop. Uh, they're back to doing everything. So, they do hair, beards, all that. And, uh, I mean, they make it look fresh, man. Beards are in. So You're geez. looking well coiffed. That's right. You're looking good, You need brother. it. You looking need handsome. It. You need it. And I, I do it just to appease my mother more than anything. Just Mama knew. You better call in or send <laughs> us a text. I, I need my weekly fix. <laughs> Gotta love it. So so back to my living situation. Before we, We're going to get into sports here, people. Eventually. But, we, but, like to, we like to but talk a lot. I, this, I, have, I, have, I need advice. So Proceed. Let's go. I have a grill at my house in Bozeman that I can go get. Yeah. What, charcoal or grass? It's a gas grill. Okay. Okay. Big, big gas grill. Cook okay. Stuff. Okay. Or I had a new experience at the lake over the weekend. What's up? My buddy's got this like Black & Decker flat iron grill. And like for, especially for like breakfast, if you have a bunch of people over for breakfast. I mean, we cooked like 60 pieces of bacon. Bam. Just done. All Fry right. the eggs right on there. So do I get, maybe I get one of those or maybe I get a smoker. Where am I at? Now, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the atom, put it back together, and split it again. Okay. 
what you're going to do is you're going to keep your grill. Yep. You'll buy a flat iron grill plate for your current Ooh, grill. Okay. So you're not spending a bunch of money over, yeah, yeah. over for something. Yeah, yeah. And then the money that you're saving, do what I did. Get yourself a Traeger, brother. You got you got a Traeger? I got a Traeger and an electric smoker. Man. So what what's there? I, there's obviously the common stuff you can do in there, the tri-tips, the ribs, whatever. What's something weird you done in there though? Anything good? We did the Thanksgiving turkey in there at my I was gonna say house. turkey thighs. Ooh, that's good. Turkey thighs, and then um, what's really good? Or tell you the truth, for the for the hunters of the world, game meat. Being uh, smoking, it gets rid of a lot of those flavors and 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 uh, that people tend not to like in game meat. Um, but yeah, venison is great in there. Actually, a couple of years ago, uh, my boy Lachlan Ediminger, a former Loyola boy, he and his dad went up to uh, Alaska and brought me back some caribou. How's caribou? Dude, Dude, it's weird, but it's so good because it's um it's kind of gamey, but it's the thickness is is what gets you. I'm not, I wasn't used to such a meaty meat, so to say. Um, but it was good. I, I'll t- I'll take it. So if you ever listen and you want to go up to Alaska and bring something back for the brother, man, and I'll cook it for you. Hook me up, caribou. Let's I, go. I love it. I love it. Well, I can't wait to continue to explore all of our uh, bachelor pad options. It's gonna be fun when we live down the street from each other. Let's talk some sports. So That's why we're here. First of all, we're going to analyze the NBA Finals a little bit more in hour number two, but it is important to note the Phoenix Suns won for a second straight game last night. Uh, great response. Oh, good catch, my man. You're a great athlete. I tried it. A great response by DeAndre Ayton specifically. Uh, he was pretty flustered early on in the game. There's been a great video making the rounds from mid-game when Monty Williams sits DeAndre Ayton down. He says, hey, here's what we need to do, but then he says, chin up. Like The reason that you are hard on yourself right now is because you've set yourself a high level. So play to that level. We need you to play that level. And I think that DeAndre Ayton, so often when big guys are number one overall or even top three overall draft picks in the NBA and they don't dominate right away, like for, for every Tim Duncan and Zion Williamson and Hakeem Olajuwon, there's a Kwame Brown and a, a Michael Candy and guys. But like, it, it, that's nice. It seems, it seems like though... It's almost immediate. If they don't achieve at a super high level almost instantly, then they start to beat themselves up. They You're considered a bust so soon. So quick. Because you're so big, you're so dominant, and if you're not dominant right away, there really is no leeway. And so we've only seen a couple guys that have been sort of middling, and they became dominant. Like Jermaine O'Neal comes to mind. Zach Randolph comes to mind. But those guys are both out of high school, too, though. That- that's that to me is the biggest factor. I mean, some of these kids are coming into the league at 18, 19 well, years old. That's what I'm saying. With they're Aiton. not used to their bodies. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Aiton was only 20 when he got in the league. He's still growing. He was sort of considered a flop because Luka Doncic has blown up so much, because Trey Young has blown mm-hmm. up so much. Those guys are bona fide full first, you know, all NBA type players, superstars right away. Aiton, because he was drafted ahead of them and hasn't been an All Star yet. I think that there was a lot of haters. But I think that the addition of Chris Paul and Monty Williams has reinvigorated this kid's confidence. And he still gets down the dumps a little bit, and he doesn't play very well when he does. But when he plays at a high level, honestly, like what centers in the league are you taking over him? Embiid, Jokic, Anthony Davis, and I don't really know who else. That's it. I mean, pretty much, right? The buck stops right there. Rudy Gobert, maybe? But Aiden has a way higher upside, right? He has a much higher ceiling than Rudy Gobert. Uh, Here's my thing. 
He's a young, he's a kid. He's a baby. Exactly. So his emotions are going to be tied directly to his game as evidenced throughout his career. What Monty and and, and, and CP3 add to him is the cerebral, emotional uh, fortitude that, that a lot of young men need in sports. And having such a cerebral, cerebral point guard and such a smart Notre Dame guy in Monty, like he's sandwiched and bracketed by by great brains and kind souls, and that's exactly what this kid needs. And once great he, way to say it, yeah. Once he is natured and nurtured and comes into his own, in two years we'll be having a different conversation. Devin Booker continues to be among, if not the breakout star of these NBA playoffs. Thirty-one points last night, thirty-one points and six assists. Chris Paul. Just doing CP3 Possessed. things, 23 points, 8 assists, 10, 10 and 20 from the floor. I mean, he's just a model of efficiency. He's playing the, the best basketball of his career in, in year 16, which is a, an unbelievable thing. And then Mikhail Bridges, probably the, the X factor for Phoenix last night with 27 points. Where, does that, where did that come from? Well, this is what I, I was saying this on the show last week. This season is so affirming to how great of a leader Chris Paul can be when he's not playing with a bunch of drama queens and there's not a bunch of drama. Chris Paul's entire middle part of his career got eaten up. Lob City, all the highlights. Blake Griffin's the number one endorsement guy in the league. But these guys are soft. They're not, I mean, they were always hurt. And, you know, some of that is circumstantial. No defense. But they were always hurt. No defense, no toughness, can't win in the playoffs. And I think it dragged Chris Paul down. But now you see, and then Russell Westbrook, and, and Houston, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and, and and Chris Paul. I guess Russell Westbrook wasn't there, wasn't yet. there yet. Uh, but still, James Harden and Chris Paul is a terrible combination. It's a terrible combo. Horrible. One has to have the ball, and when the other one doesn't have it, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Hello. So what I'm getting at though is that I think this is so affirming for Chris Paul. Yes. That he is so good that he really can lead a team to the conference finals or the finals. If those guys are willing to follow him, he just had this unfortunate circumstance where the middle part of his career was eaten up with guys that didn't want to follow him. Well, that and his body betrayed him so many That's times over the course of his career, and I think that is something that needs to be noted. Like outside, I mean, this is the furthest he's ever gone in his career in the playoffs. Like. So that's a testament to, to, again, what you're saying and gives credence, but it also says that his body is finally in a place 16 years after the fact of being able to finally hold up and make it this far. How about the irony, too, though, of the the number one storyline of this playoffs, other than the rise of the Suns, has been the injuries, and Chris Paul is ironically the last man standing. He's usually one of the superstars that's been knocked out. First guy down, one of the first dudes down. Yeah, the rise of the sun. I don't know if you made a meant to make that (laughs) pun, but sorry, I just got to slip that in, Uh, folks. Got to love it. Well, Milwaukee, uh, the the main storyline for Milwaukee has been the... uh, the con- contributions despite the bad injury by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. I read a story on The Athletic, really good, basically saying that Giannis, I mean, as we know, he is obviously as dedicated to his craft as anybody in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He has fully transformed his body. He's obsessed with it. Uh, that's why I think that the free throw situation with Giannis is less concerning than with a guy like Ben Simmons because Giannis has already proven he's going to put in the work. I don't know if Ben Simmons has proven he's putting in any work in any form or fashion besides in, in, besides himself. maybe on like Instagram. Like he's, he's got mad Instagram. That's muscle. what I'm saying. Like he's you know he, he's this legendary Instagram model dater or whatever. But I don't think this guy's in the gym like Giannis. Regardless, great article on the Athletic about how Giannis basically when he busted his knee went to the rehab room and just didn't come out. Mm-hmm. And he's been rehabbing for weeks to get back to this point. And last night, Virtuoso, 42 points, 12 rebounds, uh, played outstanding defense, played 40 minutes. Sick. But it was a 118-108 to loss. And my number one thing with watching this is 
I don't really know if the Bucks have a chance in this series. They don't. You obviously don't want to throw the NBA Finals, and if Giannis says he can go, you want to play him. Yep. The most unfortunate circumstance we could have is if we have a repeat of the Kevin Durant saga from a several years ago. When KD got hurt and then came back and then bam, tears his Achilles, and then he's he's done for a year and a half. We don't we can't have that with Giannis. That would be devastating for the NBA. I think it would be de- You want it now or you want it later? You know what I mean? That's right. and that's what it comes down to. It's what? like you can rush back now and you're in a 0-2 deficit and then you come back and you you blow it out, and then next year you don't sniff the playoffs for the next two seasons. Exactly, but it's it's such a dichotomy because you want it now or you want it later. If you're the Bucks, you want it well, now because you haven't won a championship in 50 years. Because honestly, if, if Giannis does go down, there is no later. The, the, chemi- the right. chemistry and the composition of the team doesn't uh, predicate future future positive yields of, of being able to make it. It just doesn't. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook in studio hey. with me, Coulter Nuanez. We're going to talk more NBA Finals in hour number two, uh, but we're going to talk. I, I got a, a discussion I want to at least start right now. So, because of my TV dilemma, my, my no access to TV, I have my laptop and I have a hotspot. You just live in a cave. We got to make it a man cave. Oh, no. It's, I mean, I've I been, so, been rolling solo dolo for four days. So Okay, okay, okay. okay it's okay. it's, coming. it's right. coming. I'm about to have a rent party for you, ready to organize community. Let's get Coulter <laughs> where he needs to be. I know. I love it. Let's uh, go. But I do have my laptop, and I have unlimited data on my phone, so I can set up a hotspot. There you go. And so I've been just watching uh, the archive version of the NFL's top 100 players of all time. I watched it sporadically when it was on the NFL Network, but I've never really just sat down and watched. It's so from good. hundred through. It's so good. It's so good. And honestly, it has to be changed already. No, no question. But when the when the uh, when the list first came out, there were several uh, modern players that were absent from the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it just seemed egregious. I think like, Charles Woodson was not on the list. Like how. How? And but then there there became this hilarious uh, sort of dialogue on Twitter, especially Black Twitter, which was so funny with athletes basically putting pictures of like this guy versus this guy. Like you really you telling me like this corner from 1942 that played for the Philadelphia Eagles could cover you know Randy Mar- Marvin Harrison? Like yeah. no, not no, happening, not right? Happening. Like what's this guy going to do against Charles Woodson? He's never going to catch the ball ever. No, and so uh, I always sort of had this. <laughs> I always sort of had this misperception that this thing was going to be like a historical list, but that had a lot of um, flaws. Well, now that I've been watching it, uh, the very opening of the countdown. I, I can't remember who it is. It's an old NFL executive, a guy. I think Sonny Jurgensen is who it was. He says the number one thing about historic level players is the best of the best could play in any era because football is a mentality first and foremost. Ooh, I like that. And watching this, this this started, me, me getting into this started with me researching some of the top offensive linemen of all time. And then I started looking up these videos, and then all of a sudden I'm watching this whole countdown. Well, that's the biggest impression to me. These guys are nowhere close to as big or as fast as they are. Or as strong. Or or as strong. But they are so, so tough. So tough. Like Gene Upshaw for the Raiders. This dude is ripping your throat out, man. He's listed at 6'3", 265, which would be a a tiny offensive guard. That's a tight end. Right. And But this dude, his aggression, the way he throws his hands. Tenacity, yeah. I mean, like the way he pulls... 
there's not a guy in the NFL that right now that pulls like that. No one. And so my, that was my number one impression was just thinking of these guys like if you transported them to now and they had the same resources, their mentality is so great. They would be all-time great players. Well, if you go with the offensive line, there's two guys that actually come to mind right now. If they had today's technology and science and method, they whatever team they would play for, they'd have 2,000-yard rushers. Could you imagine Anthony Munoz with today's technology? I mean, like he he was a road grader back in the day. Could you imagine like if he was trained with the footwork that he had? Clay Matthews or Bruce Matthews? Are you uh, kidding me? I know. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Even John second- Hanna, the old New England Patriots. Kirk Loudermilk? Are you kidding me? Like, Mel Otto. Mel, oh, or Mel Otto. Mel Otto. Like, oh, dude, I feel you. Unbelievable. The coaching, Gene Upshaw? Exactly. Exactly. Art Shell. This is actually a great story. So I was at the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet two uh, weekends ago. You're such a stud. I had uh, the, the good fortune of... In my golf group was John Borchard, who a uh, mm-hmm. great Montana State player during the Sonny Holland mm-hmm. era in the 1970s, who then went on to have an outstanding 12-year career. I think he played nine seasons with the Buffalo Bills and then also played in Seattle as well. Mm-hmm. So he was playing in the AFC East uh, when there was a lot of crossover with the NFC East, and he was going against guys like Reggie White and Joe Klecko and Lawrence Taylor and some of the most ferocious defensive linemen in the history of the NFL. Absolutely. And so Borchardt and I got to know each other a little bit while we were playing golf. And and he's he's probably in his early 70s now. Uh, he's pretty immobilized from a life of football pretty much. I mean, he's just a massive guy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's 6'8 still at, at, in his early 70s. So, uh but such a gentle man. But we were talking then after golf, and we were talking at a banquet, and uh, he had been in Bozeman on his way to Billings advising Lewis Kidd, who's an offensive lineman for Montana State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably the, the best NFL prospect among offensive linemen in the Big Sky Conference. And he said he had stopped and talked to Lewis and given him a little a, a few pointers. Mm. And Borchard's whole point was that no, he was not the biggest, fastest. He didn't have the footwork, none of that. He fully understood the mechanism of the human body, though, and yes. points of balance. And so he gave me this display of like a paperclip, and he was showing me the way guys can go around you. But then he said, watch this. Look how old I am. Look how much more strong you are than me. But I can control you mm-hmm. with two fingers mm-hmm. depending on when I can hit your center of gravity. And he was pushing me over, and I was just blown away by this. So he said, if you can find striking accuracy and things like that, I just thought it was great advice, but I, th- I wonder if those sort of things are maybe lost on uh, current NFL players. What he basically gave you the premise of was Bruce Lee's Jet Kundo. Like that is, that is, that is, that is basically what made Bruce Lee, uh, uh, and I'm probably mispronouncing it. So my apologies to the martial arts aficionados of the world, but that was, that was his whole premise was I'm not going to use my power, even though I'm a powerful man, I'm going to use your body against yourself. Exactly. It's, you know, using inertia in its opposite form. It's balance to counterbalance. If I push your left shoulder, that inevitably means your right shoulder's coming to me. So if I push here, I'm going to pop you here to get around you to swim you. So understanding the physics, yep. that's how I play sports. I'm not right. the biggest. I'm not sure. the fastest. I'm not the strongest. But you know what? Nine times out of ten, I'm the smartest. Spatial awareness. Spatial awareness. Yep. Like learning how to use your body against you. If you're going to play, if you're taller than me, I'm I'm going to play under you where you're uncomfortable. 100%. If you're quicker than me, I'm going to lean on you. Or lighter than me, I'm going to lean on you to the point that you you get annoyed with it. 100%. So utilizing my brain 
to make up for the lack of brawn. 100%. That was Let's my, go. That was my entire tactic when playing center. If the crown of my helmet is below your chin, it does not matter where what else happens, I win. Easily. It's called leverage. <laughs> That's it. You, do you understand what a crux point if is, I boy? I just get underneath. There if I it can is, get baby. below you, I win. Period. There it is. You cannot beat me. But I thought Borchard's... Uh, it was so interesting asking him then. He said that... You know, Reggie White, just ferocious. Jerome mm. Brown, so tough to go against. Clyde Simmons, uh, that whole front. Exactly. But he said that it was no question that Joe Klecko was the hardest guy in the league to block because he said you could get Lawrence Taylor to be over-aggressive and, just, and chase outside. You can get Reggie White, if you just knew what his movement was like, you could just predict his movement. And he'll, he'll beat you, but he'll beat you the wrong way. And you, it's just like the Ole, right? Right. He said, Klecko, you couldn't get you couldn't get to that center of gravity. You couldn't get his balance off. Because Joe Klecko's only like six feet tall. He was tiny. He's six, he's six feet, 300 pounds. So he's got all the leverage in the world. So uh, I just thought it was fascinating. But that comes all the way back around then to, I guess my biggest takeaway from watching this NFL Top 100, though, is that these dudes are such dogs that it doesn't matter. The, the, the gap in athleticism is almost irrelevant. I think that almost every single one of these guys could play in the NFL right now. Well, you know what a lot of people don't for, uh, remember or even acknowledge is back in the day, those guys were two-way players, too. For sure. Like, they were the receiver and the cornerback. They were, you know, an offensive lineman and a linebacker. So, uh, it these guys were playing, it was like they were playing Class B football back in the day. The most amazing part, too, is when you look at like their resumes, all these guys are like nine or ten time first team all pros during a 10 year career. Yeah. There was no like, you didn't ever digress. No. You didn't play very long. You weren't making that much money. It's like you turned 32, and either if you hadn't got hurt yet, you're going to retire because you don't want to. Yeah. Or you got hurt, and now you're retired because you, you got to. hurt. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and, and, but I also like what you just said. They stay with the same team. So, exactly. That, which is a beautiful thing and something lost on this generation. Like, the honor of the of, of the body of work yep. um, with the players. You know, that's what I love about, like, the Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Like, these long-term yep. careers where people just hung around and they, they, they paid their dues and were paid back in kind. That's why the, the countdown was—I was thinking about that element, too, that— it seems like all the guys are from eight or ten teams. Like every guy on the top 100 is from the old school Raiders or the Packers or the Bears or the Giants or yeah. the Eagles or the the traditional old school franchises. Yeah. Well, a lot of that is that's what happens when you develop guys and you stay in one system. Or for you know people like Pittsburgh, you've had four coaches in 60 years. Like the formula works when you have that much consistency, longevity, and 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 the willingness to build and adapt around your players from an organizational standpoint. More on this, more on everything on Nuanas now. Regime Seabrook joining me in Yo. studio. But we got to go back to local here. Big local story. Caden Hewitt, quarterback for Helena High. And uh, it's actually funny to me. Uh, Anaconda is one of the great sports towns in the world, but definitely in the state of Montana. Anaconda loves their Copperheads, man. Mm-hmm. And Caden Hewitt uh, has a lot of family members from Anaconda. So when, this was, when I was talking about this news yesterday, all my Anaconda guys were blowing up my phone. So I talked to Caden here today. We did talk a little bit about Anaconda as well. And a canooch. So more on the Grizzlies' latest quarterback commit right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula back after this. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Montana. Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsports, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Go check them out online at nwmsrocks.com. By James Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. Shortly here, we're going to hear from Caden Hewitt. He's a quarterback from Helena High. A three-star recruit, widely considered the top recruit in the state of Montana. He gave his verbal commitment to the Montana Grizzlies earlier this week. Rajim, I know you helped out at Sentinel this year, coaching. And Sentinel, obviously, great season uh, all the way to state championship. Amazing. Uh, With the exception of the state championship game against Billings West, certainly the best competition in the Western AA for Sentinel was Helena High. And so I got to see Caden Hewitt live twice against the Spartans. And uh, the second time, Sentinel had him really crossed up. He did not have a great game. Not at all. Uh, But most of it was just because of a great game plan, and the Sentinel guys were just balling. So uh, that's not a slide on Hewitt whatsoever. Uh, But Hewitt is very, very talented. Very. He has a great arm. He has good mechanics. He can throw on the run. He looks the part all the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a very impressive quarterback. I mean, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, man, that kid's D1. Like, just straight up, that kid's D1. Uh, but just your thoughts on Caden Hewitt, because I think that, that I think it's justified that he's the top uh, recruit in the state. I I like all of his natural abilities, and I think not that he's not being coached. I don't want the Helena guys to you know throw rocks at me when we play him against this year. But when he's really fine tuned, he's going to be sure. a very good athlete. What I also like is his frame. If you look at his frame, his frame has a lot of. You can go in a couple of different directions with his frame. You could add some bulk onto him. You can lean him out. You could see if he's going to, you know, grow another inch or two. His frame has a lot of, uh, it, it, it's a beautiful canvas to work with. So this kid is great. What I do like about him is his footwork. Like, I like the way he moves his body while on the run and throwing on the run, which in today's game, Regardless if it's high school, college, or the NFL, a quarterback that can throw on the run with good footwork is a dangerous, is a, is a nemesis. So his, uh, especially be- guys like him, because th- to me there's a big difference too between a uh, a true running quarterback like Lamar Lamar Jackson, right, and guys that can just press the edge, so to speak, that can roll out and break the pocket. Aaron Rodgers is a great one. He, Aaron Rodgers almost never runs upfield. No, but Aaron Rodgers' mobility is among, if not his greatest characteristics. It told, it reminds me of how Brett Favre used to stretch yep. plays. Like Brett Favre, not known for running, but he was quick enough from sideline to sideline to make plays happen while on the run. And he's kind of in that mode, uh, not mode, mold. Pardon. Um, my biggest thing is. How big is this kid gonna get? Right. Like, is he gonna outgrow the position? You know, is he gonna is he gonna turn into a six foot six kind of a quarterback? Is he is he gonna grow this summer as most kids do under the fertilizer known as the sun and not being at school? So where is this kid gonna go? But he's he is fun to watch. Um, don't really enjoy playing against him because of how dangerous his his talents are. Uh, but 
what a what a great up and coming young quarterback out of the great state of the four oh six. It's also big for recruiting for two different reasons. One, we've seen this uh, especially in, in the last you know handful of years, six eight years, with the rise of social media, everybody being interconnected, things like that. It, it's only the top guys in Montana that are getting offered full scholarships and and having the opportunity to even commit before their senior year. Most guys in Montana have to earn their Division One shot, whether it's as a walk on a uh, you know a partial scholarship guy or even a full guy. But usually, traditionally, Montana, Montana State, they only give out three, four, five full ride scholarships. It, to juniors, guys that are coming into their senior year. Right. It's usually right after their individual camps in June, so it's not a surprise of the timing of this thing because mm-hmm. Caden Hewitt was here in Missoula. But we've seen this also over the last several years. The when, the when the guy that is considered sort of the guy, the best guy in the class, commits to either the Grizz or the Cats, oftentimes then he becomes uh, one of the primary, if not the primary, in-state recruiters. We saw this mm-hmm. when Troy Anderson committed to the Montana State when Jeff Choate first got there. Mm-hmm. Troy Anderson then went out and got a bunch of the top guys in the state to commit. You know, he's hitting them up on Twitter. He's texting them, whatever. Come, you know, build this thing with me. The fact that this kid's a quarterback, I think, is impactful as well because he's going to now. Everybody kind of already knows him. He's visible. You're not wondering, you know, about that lineman from Billings mm-hmm. Senior or whatever. Like this dude, everybody in the state, especially the players, he's known. They know him, and so now you wonder if this is a domino because. Montana State, Jeff Choate did such a great job of getting that premier guy. Like I would say that Choate got the number one guy to commit early three out of four times during the recruiting cycles that Choate was building that roster. Mm-hmm. That helped them in the in-state recruiting battle win a lot of the class versus classes. Well, Coach Alk's done a great job of getting this thing back on track for the Grizzlies, but I think that this is a domino that could impact the rest of recruiting. I, I agree with that. I also I think that the guys that are from parts of the state like Helena and yep. Great Falls, where they're almost split down the state, exactly. is also another great um, um, passive tool to get what you want because, yep. you know, Sentinel, we play the same guys all the time. We don't get as much, we don't hear as much about Billing West and Billing Seniors until, yep. you know, the week before we play them. When you're in Helena and you're more centrally located, you are more you're you're getting both ends of the state. You're bracketed by the east and the west, and your guys get a little bit more shine because of the media outlets coverage. So for a, a kid of this of his aptitude and what he could bring to the table, and he's going to have a great senior year. It's marketing throughout the state to help with scouting for the university. It's a coup. It's a, it's a win-win for everybody. No, no question. And having guys from Helena and Great Falls in those battleground towns is important. There has been uh, sort of a lack of prospects coming out of both Helena and Great Falls recently, which um, I think it's actually pretty directly tied to the fact that Jack Johnson was at Great Falls CMR for 43 years. When he retires, it's just hard to continue that Can't level of, of production, right? And, yeah. And, uh, Tony Arnston was at Helena High for I think 27, 28 years. Yeah. Scott Evans is doing a great job, but great job. But uh, but it's you know it's just really hard to continue after you had a guy that's leading your program for you know 30 plus years. Without further ado, Caden Hewitt, talk to me, Coulter Nuanas. Listen to Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana TV. We caught up earlier this morning my interview with Helena High and incoming Grizzly quarterback Caden Hewitt. Well, happy now to continue our coverage of recruiting around the Big Sky Conference, particularly here in the Treasure State. The Montana Grizzlies got a big one, quite literally and figuratively, earlier this week. Caden Hewitt joining us here on, Mont- on Nuanez now. He's a Helena High quarterback and the most recent commitment to the University of Montana football team. Caden, thanks so much for making some time for us today. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. We'll, we'll get into a lot of different things here, but first and foremost, let's talk about the here and now. Just take us through 
University of Montana and the recruiting process. I know there's a couple Helena High guys that have been getting recruited by Bobby Houck here the last couple years. I know the Evans brothers on the way to Montana as well. But when did Montana first land on your radar and how did the recruiting process all play out? Uh, so last year, around like beginning of the football season, they uh, uh, Tim Rosenbach, Coach Coach Rosie, uh, reached out to me, texted me, said uh, we we like what you're what, what they're seeing, and um, they just kept talking to me from there. And then after the Big Sky game last year, they offered me, and uh, yeah, they do a great job recruiting. Um, they've recruited Marcus Evans and Zach from Helena High as well, like you said. They just do a great job getting getting good athletes out to their uh, school. Well, Helena's always been a great battleground for the in-state recruiting battle between Montana and Montana State. I know the Cats showed you a lot of interest as well. And so did, did you have any preconceived uh, notions? I mean, were, did you grow up a Grizz fan or a Bobcat fan, or were you kind of impartial growing up? Um, I was kind of like in the middle. I just I went to both games when I was growing up. I liked cheering for both teams. But uh, don't get me wrong, the Cats did a great job recruiting and Shout out to Coach uh, Vegan and all their coaching staff. They did a great job. And at the end of the day, I thought Montana was a better fit, and I went with Montana. It's an interesting one because uh, I think you're a great fit in Montana as well. I think that you're going to do really well with the Grizzlies. Uh, but Brent Vegan has such a reputation for uh, quarterbacks, particularly, but especially big quarterbacks. I mean, you kind of fit the mold of what he likes, a, bit, a big, strong kid that can run a little bit. Uh, so was that intriguing to you when the Cats were sort of reaching out, even though he is sort of new on the scene in state? Yeah, it was definitely, that guy has a lot of knowledge in football, and he's, like you said, uh, worked with big quarterbacks, and it is intriguing and stuff like that, and uh, he's a great coach, and at the end of the day, Montana was just where I wanted to be, and Coach Rosie's a great quarterback coach, too. He's been in the been in the league, he was in the league for, for a long time, and uh, played at Wazoo and was a great quarterback, and he's now a great quarterback coach as well. Tim Rosebaugh, definitely one of the best. Uh, offensive coordinators I've been around at, at any level, honestly, but particularly at this level. So uh, you're absolutely right there. Caden Hewitt joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's the most recent commitment to the University of Montana football team. And Caden, tell us just some of the other stuff about the Grizz program that sort of stood out to you. I'm sure you've been following it more heavily now that you're sort of in high school and in, in your recruiting phase. So what have you been impressed about with the Grizzlies these last couple of years, particularly since Coach Halk has been back in the fold? Um, Just looking at their offense, like they love to throw the ball. They love to spread out the defense, and uh, like I said, throw the ball. And that's what Helena High does. We spread the defense out. And we get our get the ball to the wide receivers, and I love that. And I think I fit perfectly with the Montana Grizz offense. It's amazing just to watch the evolution because I remember back when I was in high school, growing up in Missoula, Helena High was always ground and pound. It was hardly anybody was ever throwing the ball. Helena High. And I know. It was the same yeah. thing with the Grizzlies, right? They were always yeah. running the ball, and now they're throwing a little bit more. So fun to watch the way that everything's evolved. Yeah. So let's talk about your Anaconda roots, because yesterday on the show uh, we were just mentioning the news of this and, and sort of uh, just giving some stats on you. And, and uh, then we had Sam Alford on the show from uh, Park City, so that was fun to catch up with him. But I got texts from multiple different of my buddies that have Anaconda roots, and I love Anaconda, one of the great sports towns in the entire state of Montana. But they were claiming you as one of theirs, which is which is a good thing. So uh, just take us through that. I know your dad, your uncle, both great players for the Copperheads once upon a time. Both went on and played in the Pac-10 at Oregon State. And I know you have a relationship with Braxton Hill as well, Anaconda linebacker that currently plays for the Grizzlies. So uh, just tell us a little bit about your Anaconda roots. So, yeah, my mom's from Anaconda. Um, my dad's from Anaconda, born and raised. Uh, got a 
bunch of family. Nana Connell, my mom, has five sisters that live there, actually. And then my both uh, sets of my grandparents still live there. So I'm, I'm down there a lot. Um, yeah, Braxton, me and Braxton go hunting and fishing all the time and go camping. He's, he's a great guy. So, yeah, that's pretty much the Anaconda roots. It's good to have the Anaconda ties, too, because there's not very many better places than uh, right there along the Pitlers or Georgetown Lake to go hunting and fishing, yeah. right? Definitely. <laughs> well, tell us about, you mentioned the fact that Helena High is throwing the ball around a little bit more, but but take us through just to, sort of the offense you guys are running at Helena High. How do you think it's it's prepared you? Because it seems like you've got an opportunity, or you've had some opportunities already in high school to, to really hone your skills, and it seems like you guys are running some pretty sophisticated stuff. So uh, how do you think that the, the stuff you guys are running under Coach Evans there has prepared you for the Division One level? I mean, we got a great offensive uh, staff, Coach Garza, Coach Kraft, uh, Flato, Coach Evans jumps in as well, and yeah, they definitely prepared me with all these route schemes and uh, reads and stuff like that. They're it's collegiate, it's college material. Coach Kraft, he's been coaching in the, he was coaching uh, the collegiate level for many years, and he's brought all of his stuff to the table, and he's just been preparing me for what college is gonna uh, bring me. Caden Hewitt joined us, Helen High quarterback, senior to be. And the most recent commitment to the University of Montana football team. And, Caden, have you, have you gotten a chance to, to meet any of the, the current Grizzlies? Uh, I know you were on campus a little while ago for a camp and, a, and an unofficial visit. So uh, have you had a chance to be around any of the guys, particularly since you do already know Braxton and some of the other guys? Yeah, I was at camp uh, like two weeks ago. I talked with Cam and uh, all those guys and got to meet uh, some of the players at the 7-on-7 seven seven. Uh, I hang out with Braxton quite a bit, but other than that, not not too many players. Take us through the now uh, this upcoming season for Helena Hikes. I know you guys have been to the playoffs last couple of years, quarterfinalists last couple of years. I actually watched you live both uh, in the regular season when you were here in Missoula uh, against Sentinel and then in the playoffs as well. Um, and I know sort of an abrupt ending, you guys had a great year last year, uh, but sort of tough running into Sentinel because they were so tough as well. Um, but what are your goals coming into this senior year, and, and uh, how do you think you guys have improved as a team uh, since these last couple of years have been pretty successful for you already? Yeah, our, our senior class is going to be really good this year. We had a great senior class last year. Um, we did really good last year. I uh, was happy about our season. And uh, this year, I think our team goal is to win a state championship like it always is and uh, we definitely have the talent to do that we just gotta execute and win games but uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this season it's gonna be a really fun season we got a great team and we got great coaches do you feel like for yourself personally yeah getting your college decision out of the way before the year uh, sort of eliminates that distraction so to speak yeah it definitely does it puts uh, takes a weight off my shoulder I can just go have fun and win some games Caden Hewitt joining us, Helena High quarterback, recent Montana Grizzly commit. And Caden will get you out of here on this. When you did give your verbal commitment, I mean, when you when you made it real and then you, you, you said, hey, I'm going to be a Grizzly, what was that moment like for you? Because that was probably pretty cool. I mean, a lot of guys work their whole lives for that. So uh, what do you think of uh, just your opportunity here? What was that moment like when you said, hey, I'm going to be a Grizz? Yeah, it's an amazing opportunity, and I'm really thankful for it. All my teammates, my coaches, my family, they've got me here. And I wouldn't be anything without them. And uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to Coach Kraft, my uh, quarterback coach. He, I wouldn't be here without him. He's been great to me. He's got me places where I wouldn't be right now. And, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible opportunity. I'm really thankful for it. Caden Hewitt, 
most recent Montana Grizzly quarterback commit. Caden, thanks so much for joining us here on Nuanas Now. Awesome job, and uh, we're proud of you here in ESPN Missoula. I know a lot of people around the state are proud of you as well, but congratulations on your commitment. We'll be keeping up with you throughout the season, but in the meantime, have a great summer and be well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Caden Hewitt, newest Grizz quarterback commit from Helena High, one of the top prospects in the state of Montana. You listen to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook with me, Coulter Nuanas. Remembering a great man who had a huge influence on football in this community here on Nuanas Now, right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. I especially chose this song because while I was getting my hair cut, my main man, Rajim, was uh, shooting me a text, making sure we were still on for today. And I hadn't, uh, I had my phone in my pocket or whatever, so I couldn't answer. So then he was like, what's up, dude? What's going on, lover? He said, what's going on, lover? And then he said, oh, no, I mean, brother. (laughs) So... I just decided to play, you know, Want to Be My Lover by Prince. I love you too, baby. Hey, dude. Hey. That's one of the greatest songs ever, man. One of the greatest artists of all time. Yeah, one of the greatest artists. I would just, I would have, there's so, there's certain artists in the scope of music. It's Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN, Missoula, SWX Montana Television. One-stop shop for all things pop culture, but also a little sports from time to time as well. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me. Uh, but there's certain musical acts, certain uh, performers that, uh, I would have loved to have been there the moment that they that they burst onto the scene because you learn about Prince, you learn about his influence and how unique he was, the androgyny, the you know the the I don't even know how to describe his sexuality. It's like omnipresent, <laughs> like pansexual. He's everything. He's all of the varieties of creatures all at once. Uh, but I would have just loved to to be there the first time you see that music video, you know, like the, with the little guy with the mustache and the long hair. This is before he had his short hair when he had the long hair and shirtless. lace like, all over the place so, and high heels. And just, a, oh, dude, love me some Prince. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. I think it was probably pretty uh, shocking to a lot of people in the late 1970s and early 1980s, but that's what makes art and music great. I, you know, I'm going to disagree, man. When you think about that, you got Iggy Pop, Ziggy Stardust. Like, you had, like, this great David Bowie. You have these, like, just beautiful human beings that were androgynous, and that was, that was like a thing. It like, certainly was a thing. It was a thing. And, I mean, I'm okay with the dude. I'd, I'd, I'd hug Prince in public. We cool. <laughs> dude, he's beautiful to me. He's a good, he's just, he's one of those people, man. Amen. So, once upon a time, the 
City of Missoula, and down in the Bitterroot as well, and all over the state of Montana, there were semi-professional football teams. Uh, there still is one in Billings. The Billings Outlaws have been revived. But to my knowledge, I don't think there is any other professional tackle football teams in the state of Montana, right? But regardless, Missoula used to have two. They, they had one that turned into a different iteration of one. The Missoula Raptors turned into the, the Missoula Phoenix. Yep. You yourself was involved in that for yes, more than a decade. Uh, you're one of the founding members of it. Uh, guy yep. that play, I probably the, are you, Were you the only guy that played start to finish? Uh, one of some of the few, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it was a an interesting thing, a cool thing. I remember when I was a senior in college, University of Montana, in two thousand. I guess it would have been two thousand nine. I did a five part series about this and and what sort of you needed to do to to fund it and uh, get the equipment and make the schedule and what does it take for for guys to want to continue to play football and when they're in their thirties and even into their forties. Fascinating. A lot of different fascinating dynamics. That's all to be said that one of the guys that was influential and instrumental in uh, semi-pro football and, and just in football in general in this community is Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman uh, was the coach of, was he the coach of the Raptors or the Phoenix? The Missoula Phoenix. The Phoenix, right. Yep. And he was the head coach for several years. Yes, sir. Uh, he was involved thoroughly. He's also coached at the high school level for many years as Missoula well. Missoula Hellgate. I believe he's been in town for about 14, 15 years and he was always coaching something, yep. always around. Rose Bowl winner. Of uh, down at UCLA, is it UCLA All American linebacker, Boise State. Yep, uh, an, an awesome advocate for football in this community. And a, Period. A, a fun guy to be around for sure. Well, he passed away over the weekend, sadly. Rest in peace, uh, brother. Gone too soon, sixty-four years old, way too young. Uh, but regardless, I know that you knew him, so I'll just I'll, I'll just open the mic for you because uh, he he was a guy that influenced a lot of people and maybe didn't get as many headlines as he deserved, but somebody that was a huge member of the sporting community in Missoula. No, and I think you said it. Coach Chili Willie, rest in peace, brother. And if I get emotional over the mic, it's just, it was something that was unexpected. He had some health issues, but outside of the game of football, he was just a good man. And um, a lot of people don't understand, like, his influence outside of the game of football. Like, his door was always open. His living room was always a makeshift locker room, like, come and talk. And he just loved love, and he loved people, and he loved kids, and... um you, you, you kind of mentioned something like not a headline stealer. He didn't care about the headlines. Right. Like he cared about the people who made the headlines. And he was just a good man, a good brother, a solid father, and a solid father figure to many. Um, that was one of my biggest takeaways. In, in the, one of the parts of the series that I wrote was about the players. And what is it that compels you to play football as an adult uh, for little to no money? You're just doing it for the fun of the game. The love, love of the, of the game. game. Right. But one of the main binding factors I thought was uh, to sort of ease loneliness or, or to be back a part of the team to be back because uh, football is a place where you get so close with the guys that you play mm, with you do no matter what yeah and so the sort of that common bond but that's why the, the the open door is such an important thing too right because there's a lot of guys that were playing for the Phoenix at the time that um, were in search of something right they needed Absolutely. somebody to be there for them and yep. it sounds to me like this is what Willie Beeman provided yeah he did that and I think semi-pro sports in general not just relegating it to football brings about when you give yourself to a sport and you play volleyball 10 plus years, basketball, golf, like whatever it is that you include yourself and you remove yourself from that, you spend half your life doing it, it's hard to let that go. It becomes sure. it becomes part of your your chemical makeup. I mean, we see it with all levels. All it's, levels. It's hard, it's hard enough for for high school. It's really hard if you make it through five years of college. But I think, I mean, there's the CTE stuff and there's the head Yo injuries boy. and all that. But, but I think that half of the reason that a lot of these NFL guys have taken their own lives or, or died too early is because of the loneliness. Like if you you're ju If you're Junior Seau, 
all you've ever done is go to fall camp and be the leader of an entire group of, of alphas. Yeah. You don't know what to do. You have no identity left. So it is. It's, it's, it's very hard to when you do, when it ends it because is. you don't have the camaraderie. That's exactly what I did. The minute I stopped playing, it's like I went straight to semi-pro. The minute I stopped playing semi-pro, I went straight to coaching. Like, right. There's just this, this warmth and this togetherness that... And I, again, I don't want to just talk about football. Just athletes share that. They yeah, understand yeah. the camaraderie. They understand team. And then why do you think the boon of intramurals and parks and rec for the last like five to six years has blossomed within the ages of 35 plus, right? Because people who were athletes, regardless of the level of competencies, you miss that. You miss competing. You miss sweating. You miss bruising. You miss getting scraped up. You miss working out. And... um you bring that back, and I want to bring it back to Willie. Willie was about all of that. And Willie Beeman continues to shine bright in the, in the hearts and the minds of many people in this community. And uh, it, it, it's a great loss, not only to this community, but to the game of football. And, you know, to go on a personal level, like, Willie was also a welcoming for many young black men in this community. No like, he was, he was and that's very a important. father, and I think, that, I think that a lot of that is... Um, is lost just because he loves everyone. But uh, for, for many years, myself included, it was nice to be able to turn around to a father figure who was black and understood parts of my struggle and could sit there and talk to me about the old days compared to the new days and just just be real and have that and have that in the in, in this in this community. That little pocket is uh, will be missed. And I know my boy Jamar and Jayton Simpson, former Grizz, and a yep. bunch of guys are listening. Um, know what I speak of. So yep. it's uh it's 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 important to honor this man and men like him. And uh yeah man, rest in peace, Willie Beeman. You're missed and loved and respected. Well said. Beautiful. Nuan is now one of two ninety ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Our one in the books, our two coming at you. I got a couple different things I want to talk to Regime about. We're going to continue talking NBA Finals, but also I want to talk about the concept of father time and is it finally getting to some of the guys that have defied it for so long. Keep it right here. Nuwana is now. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 